Hey, this is Ollie, and welcome to The Body Reset. This podcast is being built to help career-driven professionals and business owners intelligently upgrade their body, energy, and personal performance in the modern world. I want to help uncover some of the core concepts, beliefs, and frameworks that we've used with thousands of clients to navigate health and performance as we age. If you want more like this, simply subscribe so you never miss the newest episode. Hey all, hope you're doing great. Uh, just jumping on today's call to go through the activations training that we discussed earlier in the week. Uh, we had a ton of interest. We, we put up a post on Tuesday. We had about 140 posts by first thing this morning. So clearly this is something that you're interested about. So uh, what, what I want to go through today is understanding the three key points that you need to be aware of around why activations are really effective or how to do them properly. If you've got any questions, please just drop them below. I'd love to know who's, drop, who's watching live. Just comment live below. And uh, if there are any questions, uh, please add them. Like I said, I'll circle back around. This is an area I'm very familiar with, spent a lot of time diving into this from a uh, movement standpoint and was an obsession of mine for a very long time. So happy to dive into any questions around how we can improve your movement, how we can make sure we're making the most of the effort you're putting in from a workout standpoint, both uh, physically, mentally, and just feeling like you're getting the most out of a workout. So the big one that I want to go through today is understanding how activations make a huge difference to the effectiveness of your workouts. And if you're not doing them, I feel that you're leaving at least 50, 60, maybe even 80% of the results on the table. Now, not only will leaving the results on the table, you're likely at the same time damaging your joints a lot more than you should. So the big one that we need to bring to the surface is why is it, uh, you know, what are activations and what do they really do? So the first one there is an activation is simply the ability to prime a muscle before diving into exercise. Now, why is that important? Most of us that are conditioned from a sporting background or growing up, going for a run or soccer or whatever that might be, there is usually some sort of stretching involved in dynamic stretching. Now, if you're running, for example, there's an elastic component to that. Tendons and ligaments are going to be involved in that process as there's kind of a bouncing effect happening, which is important. With weight training and the goal of resistance training is to make sure that it's as much muscle contraction as possible. All right. And I think the really big thing to remember here from a body composition standpoint is after about a month or two of running or this sort of elastic type movement is not an effective fat loss strategy. Ultimately, over time, you get more and more efficient at running, which means you get faster, you get better at running, but you get less efficient at actually dropping body fat right? Because it's a easier exercise for your body to, to do. Whereas resistance training goes the opposite way, right? Uh, I was training with my uh, brother a couple months ago and he was trying to keep up with me on the weights and using the same weights. Yet I was had about 10 kilos more muscle than him, right? Now the difference in that is ultimately the skill in training a muscle to the point that I'm able to contract the muscle much harder with the same amount of weight. Now as a 20 year old, it's, it's cool to lift as much weight as possible. But as we start to get older, the goal of weight training should not be to see how many plates we can put on the side the goal should be how can we elicit the best response from today's workout and make sure we don't damage our joints in the process okay hopefully that's beneficial or relevant for you so the reason I use that analogy is even though we're lifting the same weights because I had 10 20 years more experience of weight training than my brother I was able to get a lot more work done or an effect from the work I was doing towards dropping body fat or building muscle, whatever the goal of the workout was. So when we look at that through the, the lens of activations and what that facilitates for us is our ability to simply contract muscles much better, being able to get more out of a workout through being able to prime the muscle to contract as effectively as possible. In a way, you're effectively skipping five years of skill building around how can I feel that muscle instantly. 
if you have done any level of weight training in the past, think back to, and you might not have to think back too far, but if you have been weight training for a long time, back to the first time you lift a dumbbell. You sort of lift things up and down and all you're focused on is what's happening with the dumbbell in your hand. There's no other focus other than A to B. Now, for, for us in the group that have exercised for a little longer, have done it for 5, 10, 20 years, uh, we start to hopefully tune into the point of what is the muscle we're actually training doing. And the shift that we're looking at is focusing on the muscle over the movement. And it's a significant shift in the effectiveness of your workout because the dumbbell is not just going A to B now. We're now thinking of the muscle that's contracting through that motion. Now, if our goal is anything to do with body composition, building muscle, dropping body fat, then our ability to contract muscles harder and more effectively should be the entire goal. How many times the weights go up and down is completely irrelevant, okay? So if your goal is to make sure we we improve body composition and and keep your joints as healthy and and pain-free as possible, that's really where the first step comes in, right? The second one that we want to look at is that most of us have a tendency to be stronger in the min range simply because that's where we spend more of our time, right? So the only range we really use with our hips is by sitting into a car, sitting onto a couch, that very small sort of first half of the motion. So we never really access full range of motion, let alone our our, our chest being able to get fully length in that way or coming right across the body. Now, why is that a problem? It means that we're strong through a mid-range here and in the extremes we're very weak, which means there's a lot of tightness coming through. And this is really where one of my first frustrations around rate training and, and a lot of personal training practices come in is a lot of personal trainers are focusing on the tightness, like the symptom, very much like we uh, demonize doctors for, right? Here's the problem I'm going to give you a pill for. It seems that the same thing is happening in the personal training space is we're all trying to massage or remove the tightness, although that's only the symptom, not the actual problem. The tightness is being caused because the lack of stability or strength in a joint. So without getting too technical here, the whole point of an activation is we're able to get you stronger in the shortened range of that muscle. What that means is we have a better awareness of what that muscle does, and now we can wake up that muscle if it's the weakest link in the chain. It will allow that joint to work much better. It makes a significant difference. If you're watching this call right now, the first thing I'd like you to try is bring that arm across your body and try squeeze your chest. So your arm's coming right across, your bicep is against your pec, and you're squeezing that muscle there, your chest muscle. You should hopefully feel that wake up. Now, if you bring your arm out here and now try to contract that same muscle, you'll find it much, much harder to feel that muscle contract or as rock solid. Okay, so what that tells you is if the short range, which is those two points that muscle are coming together, is that point where we're, at, we're able to contract that muscle as effectively as possible or as easily as possible, right? Now, if you do that before then going to a chest workout, you're now in a position that you can really feel that muscle much, much better to make that movement of a dumbbell press so much more effective. Um, I want to make sure that makes sense. If you can just comment, yep, below. Um, yep, that makes sense. Just so I'm, I'm following along here from an activation standpoint, starting with the shortened range allows us to tune into being able to contract that muscle much better so that through the rest of the workout, our muscles are contracting at a higher rate, which means we get more results out of the workouts we're doing. If you're not doing the activations before and instead you're just diving into the workout, or worse yet, you're doing stretches, you're either going in with a muscle that's not really working, or if you're stretching, you're actually telling the muscle to relax before going into the workout, which means you're actually going the other way and you actually increase your likelihood of injury. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. So the third one here uh, that I've already mentioned to some degree is 
is uh, the underactive muscles, right? We're focusing on the symptom, which is tightness, rather than the area that is underactive. And what we notice a lot of time is we have people that have rounded shoulders, we have a sore lower back, we have tightness through our hips, and we look at the tightness and we ask, how can we stretch that muscle, right? Rather than how can we flip that on its head and realize that the only thing, the only thing a muscle knows how to do is contract. That's it, right? If we can simplify it down to that, we realize that we're doing all these fancy techniques with things that just do make no sense. Your foam rollers, your roller balls, they cause pain, <laughs> but they don't fix the issue because we're focusing on the symptom of tightness rather than where the issue is residing. So if we are noticing that our hips are tight, we're noticing our lower back's doing all of the work, what we commonly see and what we're going to notice through most 40 and 50 year olds that are in a, uh, a corporate type environment, that you were, we're more sedentary, we're sitting at a desk, we're noticing a lot of the time, like I said, 90 95% of the time, and we look at a lot of photos of general structures, is that our glutes are weak. And if it's not glutes, it's typically hamstrings, but something in that posterior chain, right, our backside. Now, what's happening there is if the glutes are underactive or the significantly underdeveloped, then there's going to be other muscles in that chain that have to do more of the work, right? If we, uh, if our glutes are not working, then our back has to do more of the work because if nothing contracts, we just flop over. <laughs> so something has to contract, something has to do the work. So the goal in this process, rather than simply stretching out the lower back all the time because in the short term it releases the pain or tightness, in the, in the long term, it's not fixing anything, right? And I've talked to people that have been stretching the hamstrings for 20 years, but then we go and contract the glutes and wax the muscles up, and that tightness gets much better, okay? So now we're just stepping back, zooming out, and looking at the, the whole human, looking at the full picture to make sure we can contract muscles, okay? Uh, just to hit this home, uh, think about when you, if you went and stood on ice out in a lake, right? You stood on ice, the, the first thing your body does is tighten up. Okay, now that's your body's natural protective mechanism to uh, stabilize or protect joints. So that's exactly what your hips are doing if they're feeling tight, or your shoulder through this region, or your neck and traps are coming through, is that tightness that's coming in. It's ultimately a muscle that is overworking because something else is underworking, right? Really simple. If, if, if I'm retracting my bicep really hard, then I'm allowing my tricep to relax. If I'm retracting my tricep really hard, I'm allowing my bicep to relax. It's the same thing happening with your hips and your shoulders and all of these muscles through. Now, there is 100% a place for things like acupuncture or massage. However, in a manual therapy environment, it is through the scope of manual therapy. If your goal is to work a muscle in a gym, I don't think a personal trainer has any business in manual therapy or releasing muscles, especially before a workout, because they don't know what they're doing. They are telling a muscle to relax before you go train it. Now, there's certain techniques around releasing a muscle and then contracting. I think there's certainly benefit with them, but they are, again, through a, a very specialist scope. If we are simply looking at the muscles that are weak first, we are able to get 80, 90% of the benefit. And for the general population, it's a much safer and a much smarter way to get the most out of your workouts in a short amount of time. So hopefully that explains activations a little better. I think they're an absolute game changer in your thought process and awareness around movement, about how your body really works, and ultimately taking control over what's actually happening so you're not having to go to a physio every single week because something is tight. Now, I was getting frustrated in the gym just this morning 
with watching a personal trainer taking a client through a squat and saying, you should be able to squat this low. Your hip flexors are tight, let's go roll them out. Rather than looking at the very obvious weakness, which is glutes that weren't working and a very long femur, which meant that simply that squat was not gonna go any lower without a heels elevated or a shift in stance. We are not all structured the same. How I squat and how you squat is gonna be very different. And making sure that we make those adjustments around things like activations is a really fantastic place to start before we dive into further levels of movement. So. Hope that makes a bit of sense. Hopefully that, that gives you a quite significant shift in perspective from the majority of people around how they look at movement and how you can do a lot better than the majority in how we exercise, stay safe, and get more results out of what you're doing. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, there is a link. Uh, just comment activations below, and we will make sure to send this through. We've had a, about 100 people already ask for this this week, so I'm, I'm, it looks like it's uh, it's popular. Uh, and simply this walks you through some of our top videos around how to do some of these movements, waking up your glutes, your abs, your back muscles, your hamstrings, and even some muscles around your ankles to improve mobility in the weakest areas. So just comment activations below and we'll make sure to send you through this link. It's a completely free page, no opt-in required. And you'll also be able to get this link to download the workouts as well, which will walk you through a full, really nice and simple four-week protocol that we can help you work towards understanding activations in a way that really stabilizes how your body works. So if that makes any, um, if, if that's interesting, if that allows you to shift the way you look at training to improve strength, control, and ultimately confidence around how you look at workouts, whether from home or gym, this does not matter. You do not have to be working out from a gym to get the effects of something like activations to improve how your body works. This specifically around hips, back, and knees, simply because we see a lot of injuries happening there. But from a shoulder mobility area and shoulder strength standpoint, certainly my favorite, knowing that I've had about nine dislocations and two surgeries now, this will still be a very good place to start. So I hope that's really helpful. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of context around why we use activations and why we see it's a very powerful way to look at training a wee bit differently. Uh, and like I said, just comment activations below and we will make sure to send that one through. It looks like there's no other questions on here, team. Hopefully that has answered your questions around uh, why we, we add activations in. I will, uh, if there is anything else, I'll circle back around inside the group and try to answer your question. Otherwise, I hope you have an incredible day and we'll talk again soon. Bye. This episode was brought to you by The Body Reset, world leaders in health and performance coaching. If you love this episode, it would be a massive help if you could just share with one person that you think would benefit. I'd also love to hear from you personally on social media or via email if I can help you personally. Until next time, remember, long-term change comes from self-compassion, and thanks for tuning in.